Panthers winning streak comes to an end on Saturday night at nine games with a chance to start a new one on Monday afternoon. And should the Panthers go ahead and sign Corey Perry? Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to this Monday, January 15th edition of the Locked On Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and if you follow me on X at Monoman12, follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily fix. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So the Florida Panthers, they go into Saturday night's game against the New Jersey Devils uh, with a chance to extend their winning streak to 10. And unfortunately, that does not happen on, on Saturday night against the New Jersey Devils. But uh, it when 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 you think about this one for, for for as far as style of play and the quality of chances that the Panthers got on the night, you got to be highly impressed. Not necessarily impressed. That's the wrong word to use. But it, you you come out of there feeling content. That's the that's the, I guess that's the best word I could uh, put put out there as far as. The effort that the Florida Panthers put, I mean, it wasn't like the the Panthers were having a hard time breaking out of their zone and it was just t- multiple turnovers in, in their own end that caused rushes and all. The the two goals, the 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 goals that the New Jersey Devils scored on the night, at least the first uh two, were off, off the off the cycle, and then you take away you one was off the stick of Dmitry Kulikov and in, and then the other one was a drive to the net where Palmer's had an opportunity to challenge the play when Jesper Bratt drove into the net, but not sure if it was enough for them to get in and get that one reversed. And then you have to go on the kill. You you were already down to nothing already at that point. So in that situation, it was going to be a hard one for Palmer's to challenge that one. And the Panthers, they got, they provided a lot off the rush. And then once again, just like Thursday night, when there was a lot of posts, the, the same thing happened on Saturday night, once again, I mean, the top line, you got to give credit to the top line. They had nine shots on goal on, on the night as well in all situations. So it wasn't for a lack of effort for the Panthers. I mean, running into a pretty hot goaltender in Nico Dawes, who didn't play at all last season in the NHL, on the NHL level, played all of last season for the Yuka Comets, did start a, a good amount of games the year before, and only his fourth start of the season for uh, the New Jersey Devils after after playing a majority of the time in Utica, even though Utica is not having the greatest of seasons under former Panthers head coach Kevin Deneen, uh, Nico Dawes is definitely having a great, great year down there. And Nico Dawes from Munich, Germany, uh, stopping 34 of 36 on, on the night and tw- tw- 12 of 13 of them being of of high danger and all. And the great thing about this as well is that the Panthers, they the there's two point streaks that continued on 
uh, on the season uh, where Matthew Kachuk and Sam Reinhart scored on that power play goal, which was such a beauty of a setup by Matthew Kachuk the, between the legs and then Reinhardt's in the in the slot and then Nico Dawes is already drawn to his left and there's an open net for the Panthers. But, but hey, uh, that power play Sam connecting on 16 power play goals already tying his total from last season. I mean, think about it like this. We spoke about Sam Reinhart and 36, excuse me, 32 power play goals in a two-year span, which is the most in a two-year span in Florida Panthers history. And now he's already in which 16 in each season. And now he's equaled that in coming into game number 43 of the season for the Panthers. It's just, it, it's just, you run out of things to say sometimes about th- this guy and just how great of a two-way presence that he has been and being on that penalty kill as, as well for the Panthers. The puck luck for this one for the Panthers, 3.85 to 2.89 expected goals for, uh, for the Panthers over the Devils. So even the advanced stats were saying that, that the Panthers had the better quality of chances uh, for, for the, for the, for the night on Saturday as, as the Panthers welcomed in the New Jersey Devils. And again, the go, and then the last two periods, 29 to 10 shot on goal advantage for the Panthers. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough whenever you're, you get the majority of the zone time, you're not, you're not turning the puck over and, and all. And also mostly penalty free too. first period was penalty free. And then a lot of stuff were let go. And then the, I, I feel that the part where I felt that, that the Panthers were not going to come back in this one, uh, I, I guess you can count this as when we thought this game was lost was when Barkov went to the box for holding, which the broadcast said that a lot of stuff was let go on on the night. And then it, it is a hold in actuality from from Barkov there. But when you think about the, the if, when you think about it contextually to everything else that they they let slide, you know, that one that one's like. That one's like, come on, man! You 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 want the, you want you wanted to be called. If you let go of something on one end, that you let it go on the other as as well for 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 the Devils too. If 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 they were to do that, but hey, um, this this is what Paul Maurice had to say after the game as far as the chances. I got the quote right here. He said, "quote If you're going to lose a game and have a streak come to an end, that's the way you want to have it." Close quote. So. It doesn't seem that the coaching staff is worried by any sense of the imagination when it comes to the Panthers and them going on a long drought to scoring. I mean, when you think about puck movement there as well, that is goaltending. Bob Bob was able to read a good amount of shots, even though, again, the hollow one is probably the one that he wants to have back as that one was uh, slipped through the five hole on there with no traffic in front. I know there was a, a player in between Bobrovsky and Hala there defending it, but there's still a little bit of that time in between and the space from where Eric Hall shot that. And, you know, it, it ha- we haven't seen that too often from Sergei Bobrovsky. So it's not really something to complain about as far as, as far as his style of play, because Bobrovsky has just been in- incredible 
throughout the winning streak. I mean, seven of those starts, I mean, at a 920 save percentage throughout that. So not, not much you can, you can really take from this loss as far as the overall season outlook of the Panthers and everything is, everything is just still honestly for the Panthers structurally in, in, in a very good spot for them to still make a run for the Atlantic division. Boston did win their game on Saturday night, which means that the Panthers did fall to three points behind the Atlantic division. So there's that as far as where they are standings wise now. So still the Panthers still bits of way to go as far as, as far as the rest of this homestand, which is still a few, a few games left on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So still an opportunity to still use their home ice as far as, as far as creating wins and also more rest as it's a very home heavy schedule, which is such a great thing because of the Panthers getting all those West coast trips out of the way, but we're going to transition over to segment number two, where we are going to discuss Corey Perry. Yes, that Corey Perry, he is a free agent currently after everything that happened with the Chicago Blackhawks uh, this season, we are going to discuss whether the Panthers should sign him and if, if the Panthers are e- why the Panthers should be doing their due diligence either way. We're going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. And the NFL regular season has wrapped up and Super Wildcard Weekend is about to wrap up as well as Divisional Playoff Weekend is going to get started this Saturday afternoon. And there's a chance to do all of that with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like Same Game Parlay, Find Bets in the New Explore tab, find, Make a Parlay in the Parlay Hub, it's the best way to find popular parlays and more. And even though the Miami Dolphins season has unfortunately come to an end, if you want to make any of your bets against their division rival, Buffalo Bills, who I assume we're all rooting for the Steelers today, if you want to put the bets on the Steelers to beat the Bills and go into Orchard Park, you might want to place all of those on FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. LockedOn has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. LockedOn Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of LockedOn, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to LockedOn Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. So the by the by the way, uh, for for the I, w- I want to say a big congratulations to the Charlotte Checkers organization on the success that they had this weekend hosting the Queen Queen City Winter Classic out at Truist Field, the home of the Charlotte Knights uh, AAA affiliate of the Chicago White Sox, and the Charlotte Checkers coming out with a big. Five to two win over the Rochester Americans, where Mackie Semaskevich got the game-winning goal. Justin Sordiff 
got three assists, and there's a mix of baseball and hockey all in that in that event where we saw the Charlotte Jackers also got looked the part of wearing baseball uniforms as well. And there's that picture from the Checkers social media page of Sordif and Mackie Semiskevich with each other in the Charlotte Knights uh, baseball uniforms. But And then they go out on the ice, a crowd of over 11,000 there for an AHL game, which is incredible. Uh, and I know uh, geographically the the where South Florida is compared to Charlotte, North Carolina, that it's a big difference when it comes to maintaining the ice level when it comes to an an outdoor rink as well but big congratulations to the organizations and special shout out to tj shalot who probably had a game of his dreams when it came to broadcasting wise so big congratulations to him as well so the topic at hand as far as this segment for for the Florida Panthers um, here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast is Corey Perry and everything that had, and that he, him being a free agent and be, him being available to teams. Let's discuss more about his resume, first of all, before we get into everything that happened with the Chicago Blackhawks. And Corey Perry has won everything, almost everything you can think of as far as junior career winning a world junior championship in 2005 that was during the lockout and all teammates with Sidney crosby jeff carter brett seabrook shea weber and all memorial cup in 2005 with the london knights who that was you know an alum of the london knights in corey perry alum in the london knights in matthew kachuk uh it, but different times obviously uh memorial cup in 2005 teammates with does this name sound familiar? Dave Bolin. I know that's a very familiar name in with, with the Florida Panthers fan base uh, here. Has won a Hart Trophy, a Rocket Richard uh, as well, uh, back in 2011 with the Anaheim Ducks, a Stanley Cup champion, just as he was kind of a spring chicken in the National Hockey League too, uh, where, he where the Anaheim Ducks uh, won that one against the Ottawa Senators back in 2007, two-time Olympic gold medal. So... There is slight connection with Roberto Luongo there as Corey Perry and Luongo were teammates multiple times on the international level too. So that's something to consider as far as relationships and knowing people too, as far as that. As was part of losing three straight cup finals with Dallas, Montreal, and Tampa and looking for that last cup at, at 38 year, years old as well. Not playing the same amount of minutes that in the last few years that he has since leaving the the ducks and all but most recently he signed with the chicago blackhawks and chicago which they signed taylor hall nick felina who nick felina got extended by the way as as part of building something around Connor bedard and Corey perry was supposed to be part of that mix as well but what happened Corey perry uh late in late november there was a surprise healthy scratch of Corey Perry. And then there was a statement from himself, from the man himself, Corey Perry, discussing about how his behavior off the ice was unacceptable and he was going to be go checking in for mental health reasons in order to get through this and his contract being terminated with the Chicago Blackhawks as well. So, uh, 
there's different ways to see this. And 32 Thoughts actually covered this pretty well as far as that. And we don't know the exact details. We know Frank Saravelli spoke about how it was something in relation to alcohol. And that once his contract was terminated by the Chicago Blackhawks, this was not a league decision. This was a Chicago Blackhawks decision. Once the contract was terminated, he was able to sign and did not necessarily need a sign-off from the league, but he went to the league to get that sign-off and for the league to discuss, not necessarily publicly, but to teams saying, hey, he's eligible to sign. So although we don't know all the details of what happened, and that is something in relation to alcohol, which I want to say to people out there, no means no, if if anything in relation to that uh, occurred. Again, don't know the all the details, but misbehavior probably with that and and all and also Elliot Friedman also spoke about how if this were any other team that had this incident under them, and let let's go back to Chicago, early 2010s, Kyle Beach, the bad reputation that they had all around the 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 league. Yeah, Stan Bowman's not there anymore. Coach Q's not there anymore. Rocky Wirtz is not there anymore, obviously, because he's no longer alive as well. So at this point, all, all people have left in order to, to trash on the Blackhawks is the logo, even though everybody, there's been so much turnover there. But the logo brings reputation as well. It's, it's symbolism as far as that. So the franchise itself cannot take another big PR hit as far as incidents that go on within the organization. So the Blackhawks felt that it was necessary for them to terminate the contract of Corey Perry because you got to you gotta save face as far as the situation. This happens to any other team. Likely, it's just a sit down, a talking to, and then you get through it together. So that... That's the that's all we know as as far as that when it when it comes to that. But as far as Corey Perry's play on the ice, assuming that he takes accountability, he feels that he's learned something about this, and it's something that he won't do again. As far as whatever the behavior was, what Corey Perry does bring to the table as far as that is just grit, sandpaper, scratching and clawing, just like and and the Panthers have a lot of that personality already in their locker room. The Toronto Maple Leafs did actually try bring him in to sign him early in the offseason, but they couldn't make things work cap-wise. So the Leafs could circle around back at him at for the 38-year-old. A lot of smash-mouth hockey for, for him as well. And when you ha- have guys on your roster like a Nick Cousins, a Matthew Kachuk, a Sam Bennett, um, who will defend you after whistles, you you – Ha- and bringing in someone like Corey Perry that really helps the new the the, the team as well. And the the thing is, he's not going to eat up a lot of cap space, and he's not going to eat up a lot of minutes too. And let's not forget this: the bottom the bottom six needs a little help. Not a lot of assets at your disposal, so this is probably something that the Panthers could could look into. Does it mean that they're, that they're going to do it? Not necessarily. Uh, and Lundell 
Los Torinen, those are, you know, as as far as the streak goes and all that, those those guys still haven't really put a lot of their stamp into into the season. And I I, I still believe that in order, if you want to win a win a Stanley Cup, you still have to have that bottom bottom six scoring. And there's a void there on that right wing on that third line. Yeah, Cousins is currently on IR, but that that spot with Corey Perry filled in, or if you want to bring in a Mackie Semeskevich and call him up too, we know that that's going to be something filled later on this the, later on this season. Whether it is Nick Cousins actually coming back, uh, but I know the Panthers would want to look for more solutions there and maybe bump Nick Cal- Nick Cousins down a line too, as far as that and. Corey Perry's Corey Perry is looking to redeem himself as well. And if people didn't like the Panthers, then a lot of a lot of people around the NHL don't. I know there's a Panthers podcast, but a lot of the talk around the NHL around fans about the Panthers and the Matthew Kachuk personality and bringing Corey Perry, a lot of people don't like him now. A lot of people won't like him if if the Panthers do decide to uh bringing Corey Perry and I'm sure that highlight from the 2020 winter classic where he had that walk of shame against the Predators is going to resurface if it hasn't already though but again this is with the context of we still don't know the full details of everything that went on but with but everything that was listed the Panthers are likely going to do some due diligence as far as looking into the situation and seeing what they could bring for the team because at the end of the day this is what owners and front offices care about can you help our team win because that is what that is what is going to be remembered for a lot of front offices and fans to unfortunately even with the off ice stuff which is shouldn't be that way but that's that's what a lot of these people look for as far as what can you bring to the table on the ice too in segment number three, we are going to discuss more about the Panthers matchup tonight as they welcome in Corey Perry's former team, the Anaheim Ducks, to Sunrise, Florida. We are going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. And you shouldn't have to worry when buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, theater, events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And you can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront, so you know what you're getting before you check out. Buy all buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even after an hour after it starts. It's the best place to find last minute tickets. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, hockey, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats. And game time guarantees you'll always get the best price when you find tickets in the same section or row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the game time app. Create an account and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms of apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. 
Segment number three here on this Monday, January 15th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Monday. So, by the way, didn't even mention this at the top of the show, but if you can tell, my background is a little different here on the YouTube channel. So, by the way, if you are on audio and haven't already, subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can see uh, my pretty face. But if... uh, (laughs) And also... Because I'm tra- I'm traveling this weekend. I'm actually in South Florida. I'm going to the game later today. As you can tell, the li- don't bring my podcast lights with me. So the lighting is a little dim as far as my face. So you can't see the whole thing. And ignore this uh, Florida Gators poster on my left-hand side. Uh, thank- thankful. Want to give a special shout out publicly to Erin Brown of the Hockey News for allowing me to use her uh, office space in order to record today's show so big shout out to aaron brown even though she is a gator fan but yours truly is a florida state fan so it's not going so well for me neither as well and a lot of you guys are canes fans are listening so probably disgusted in both um both hearing that as well but florida panthers uh anaheim ducks today monday afternoon 1 p.m from amaranth bank arena uh paul Maurice will be speaking to the media at 10 45 a.m and he, but he already announced his starter as far as as far as today's game. Yesterday during practice at War Memorial, he said that Anthony Stolarz will be starting against his former team in the Anaheim Ducks and the Panthers. We spoke about exercising demons against Western Conference teams of St. Louis, L.A. Um, re- recently, and the Vegas Golden Knights. But the Panthers in this situation, they've had a they're currently on a seven game winning streak against the. And I'm Ducks, including three overtime winners during that span and a shutout. And a close call the last go-round when the Panthers and the Ducks met. That, as you remember, November 17th, Friday night. That was the first game that Montour and Aaron Ekblad made their that 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 they made their season debuts on the night. And the the scary moment as far as game-wise, where uh Jacob Silverberg had that wraparound on Anthony Stolars didn't look like it did not look like Anthony Stolarz got his pad on the left post there. And I thought it was a goal, but the referees ruled that it was not. And that, that helped the Florida Panthers as far as, as far as winning that game as well. But it's going to be the return of Radko Goose. We already saw the return of Frank Vitrano last season when the, when the Ducks visited uh, the Panthers on President's Day. This time it'll be another afternoon game this today on MLK Day, which by the way, happy MLK Day to everyone. Uh, so return of Radko Goose. And it's so funny once again, that when they did face off, um, back at the Honda center back in November, when there was some post whistle scuffles, you never saw Radko Goose go after any of his former teammates. It was someone who was probably new or that he did not play with at all, uh, during his time in Florida. So kind of, uh, a little bit of an observation there from the last go round as well. So then the Anaheim Ducks still in a, in a rebuild, uh, trying to get some of their their draft pieces to to work together as as far as as that as far as getting uh, some top picks. Obviously, a new uh, a new front office too, with Pat Verbeek at the GM, Greg Cronin as their head coach as well, and up and down as far as relationships with the players uh, too. The contract negotiations of T- Trevor Zegers hadn't gone so well. Trevor Zegers actually won't play today. Um, he's on injured injured reserve. Also, Le- Leo Carlson is on injured reserve 
as well. So I want to see the number two overall pick from the most recent draft uh, today as well for the Anaheim Ducks. And uh, still no status on Pavel Mitchikov, who's day-to-day for the for the Anaheim Ducks, who's a big part of their uh, blue line too. So it's a young team, one that struggled, still trying to find their way. John Gibson, we don't know if he's going to be traded. It still has a bunch of term on his contract, but still – as far as the latter part of the years, what what is what is John Gibson going to get as far as a winning team around him? Is because he's endured so much losing over the last uh, few seasons for him. But I mean, Mason McTavish, what can you say? <laughs> Loved watching him at World Juniors just last season for Team Canada, and that that line, that top line with him uh, and Col- um, him, Ryan Strom, and Frank Fatrano, also at times Alex Kalorn. That has that line, and Frank Fratrano himself has gone as Mason McTavish has gone too. So, and there's a period of time in between December, I believe it was December second to the twenty first, where Mason McTavish was missing, and 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 that hurt the production of a Frank Fratrano. Which congratulations to Frank Fratrano, by the way, for being the Ducks representative for the NHL All Star Game in Toronto. Also, Sergey Bobrovsky is officially an All Star too for the Florida Panthers. So it's going to be. Uh, Bobrovsky and Sam Reinhart as the representatives. And also a big, big part of a, a trade um, recently. Uh, Jamie Drysdale was a sixth overall pick drafted by the Ducks and traded for Cutter Gauthier, who's a world junior hero for Team USA recently. And nobody knew about what was going on with contracts and all of that. And also playing status as well, which Gauthier had a conversation with Daniel Briere, which... Daniel Briere did not draft Cutter Gauthier. It was, it was a former Panthers assistant general manager, Chuck Fletcher. And then there was a conversation that went wrong. Gauthier went ghost. And, and then they facilitated that trade for Jamie Drysdale. But there, there's still a lot of promise as far as the blue line. We mentioned Pavel Mitchikov as well. There's also Olin Zellweger there as well, who play, who's playing with the San Diego Golds uh, as, as well. So, there, there's still that promise as far as that. Um, very excited for the tribute video that we're going to see for uh, the Ratko Gus when he does make his return for the Florida Panthers. And we did mention this as trade targets possibly for uh, the, the Panthers um, a few weeks ago. When, and this was when they were struggling to get their scoring going. It was shortly after their West Coast trip. We did mention Adam Henrique uh, too. Yeah, and that's a yes, that's a name that a lot of Florida Panther fans uh, don't like to hear. But when you're talking about this era of the Florida Panthers, as far as as that and the opportunity for him being an expiring contract and also getting a chance to play for a contender at in 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 the later latter part of his career, the Panthers could the Panthers could also look to discuss with Pat Verbeek to see if what could be available for an Adam Henrique as well for for the Cats to help some of their bottom six. We just mentioned Corey Perry. This this one is another uh, for the Panthers as well. So uh, after after today's game, we will be having a recap show uh, from the press box from Emirate Bank Arena as the Florida Panthers take on the Anaheim Ducks this afternoon at 1 p.m. We, it's going to be a short drive uh to to the arena and and make sure to follow the show account and and my personal account as well so you get all the updates from this afternoon's game from amaret bank arena 
But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On AHL network, including Locked On AHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Stuart Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.